Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey, it's the podcast, the Custard TV one, if you're wondering. I'm Luke, editor and runner of the podcast and the website. Uh, Gary's in the London area. Gary is periscoping. Oh, yeah. What does that actually mean? Because I can't watch it because it'll wreck the sound, but it just means that people can see you. Yeah, you can watch me doing a podcast. This is um, a Wednesday as we record as well, and in mid-afternoon, because normally we record sort of after 6.30 on a Thursday, fact fans. And what is it you're doing at 5 o'clock? None of your business. No, I... I um... mm. I'm going to see my parents, that's all. I was hoping it was something top, ski- top secret there. Or like a date, uh... date with a woman or something. or a. Well, I think going to see bank. your parents is more achievable. Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. Talking telly. Try it, just for one week. Just try the program for one week. This is the Custard TV Podcast. ITV have announced some drama cancellations and some drama renewals. Grandchester, the Wednesday night bore fest on ITV, will return oh. for the third series. Uh, also, ITV have axed their first and last ever um, Western, uh, Jericho. And also, staying with ITV, Broadchurch 3 is going to film in the summer. And it's going to be the <laughs> final series, and it's going to be a whole new crime, this time based upon sexual assault. The new cast members. Uh, by, by, by the way, I just did a salute to um, uh, Periscope. That wasn't me saluting sexual assault. So, um, so yeah, Charlie Higston, Julie Hesmontal of Coronation Street, and more recently Happy Valley, and also Sarah Parrish of W1A and Cutting It and all the things she's in. They'll be joining it. It is the third and final series, and it will reunite Chris Chibnall, the writer, with Olivia Coleman and David Tennant. Of course we'll watch the third series. I just don't have massive great hopes, really. But of course we'll watch it. For anything connected with Broadchurch anymore. Yeah. Hello. Gary's live on the internet with his face. Oh, there's someone from a foreign country. Wow, you don't look like I thought you did. I don't know. What? Compliment? (laughs) I don't think anyone's ever... There's someone Um, typing in what looks like Russian. How how can I see Gary? International. Uh, well, oh. you can't really, because it'll screw up the audio for us. But um... and I see his face, but not listen to yeah. his words. Let Just go on, to, go on his Twitter okay, feed, and I'm you'll doing see. It. It. I'm getting, I'm getting annoyed at you now. If I'm honest, which one of us, Matt? Okay. Why? He turns Isn't up he late. He turns up late, he looks like a right scruff, he hasn't even brushed his hair, Hold on, and now he's getting annoyed. Someone's asked. Two reviews. I watched two new American shows that were on this week. First of all, I watched Colony, which was on Sky One. Now, this features Josh from Lost and Sarah Wayne Callis from Prison Break and The Walking Dead. And as how it... many of the cast do wear colostomy bags? No, no. There, there's oh. no. There's no medical equipment right, I'm being just playing. Worn. Gary, now is there a mute button? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope so. Mean? I would have used the mute button oh, ages mute, ago. It is if muted, it were. I think. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. So they are basically living in like a futuristic. I don't know if it's too futuristic, but. Um, <laughs> a world that's under lockdown. Um, he just waved at me. I oh, know. I just waved. Hi, Matt. Hi. Could you do jumping jacks <laughs> while you do Gary Goes West? <laughs> juggle during Gary Goes West if you want. Yeah. Get uh, your balls out. Pardon me. Uh, Colony's <laughs> very good. It's basically a sci-fi show that where um, it looks as if much of the world has been taken over by an organ- a shadowy organisation. Uh, they have the streets on lockdown after curfew. Oh, the plug's just fallen down someone said i 
I was Seth Rogen. Wow. Um, and um, it, it's uh, it basically it's a dysfunction. Uh, sorry, uh, not a dysfunctional family. They are a disjointed family. One of the children is living in another area, got separated, and the father, Josh from Lost. Um, is sort of part of um, an organisation that does runs into an area that is in, in sort of demilitarised zone to try and find his son. He gets caught and he gets turned into a government agent uh, to try and find people who are what, part of this resistance. Now, it turns out that at the end of this episode, you realise that Sarah Wayne Callis is part of the resistance. So they're spying on each other. Very good show. I really liked it. The only thing I didn't like was one of the doctors from uh, from House the older one who was the plastic surgeon he's the bad guy and he's not really that good a bad guy and the second show is the based based on a stephen king novel called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. now conspiracy theory geeks amongst you will know that that's the day that uh, uh jfk was shot and this is a time traveling show starring come on oh no nah, scott joplin no <laughs> Scott uh, uh, Joplin, are they? <laughs> is that Jealous' son? James Franco, someone, say, thank you, um, Jordan Gallagher. James Franco. Okay, we need to do the Periscope every week so oh, that people can feed right. How many people uh, are watching you right now, Gary? How many? There were not as many as 12, me. there's now five. But there were oh. as many as 12. Someone else has just and joined that six. Do five people normally watch you just chatting <laughs> in your flat? Of an, well, of I don't an normally, I don't, this is the first time I've done this, so. I wonder if people are thinking, uh, what's Michael Ball doing sitting around on his sofa? <laughs> I thought he got that Radio 2 job. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be home by this time. Well, that's, that's true. Right. It's only on Sundays. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, this show that I've been trying to talk about for the last five minutes... It, now, what's it, that called? It's okay. It's a little bit convoluted. Basically, James Franco plays the lead. He gets dumped by his wife, and he decides to help a, a, a diner worker who has found a time portal back to 1962 and he wants to help him um because he's dying stop the assassination of president kennedy okay it sounds weird it is a bit weird but actually if you're a jfk nut which i have to admit i slightly am and if you're if you like the idea of time travel um then this is really good james franco <laughs> is really good as the lead what are you love what am i missing out on here matt just is the he way doing he like... said, if you like the idea of time traveling, like, <laughs> yeah. if like, that is your bag, not, some people might go time travel too much for me. I think what um, you should say is if you like sort of time travel fiction rather shit, than yeah. you, oh, inviting people. I think to we all travel. like the idea of time travel. <laughs> Basically, watch this; it's quite good. Uh, I don't suggest that this would be accessible for anybody who doesn't like sci-fi or fantasy type stuff because it is very. You have to watch it. You know what I mean? This is not a casual viewer show. Things that happen in this first episode, I'm fairly sure that you're going to talk about. And it goes into a lot of the JFK conspiracy. It goes into, you know, a, a blooming lot of um, background and alternative theories about, you know, who is involved, uh, you know, and things like that. Um, but it is very good. I, I will be watching it. It's certainly up my street. Um, <laughs> also, I wanted to say, just as Matt brought up vinyl... Um, one of the reasons we hated it was the involvement of Terence Winter, and he has subsequently left the series, so maybe so, it might cut. So Winter is, is going? That's... Winter has passed. I thought Winter um, was coming. Yeah, no, I, that was no. the joke I was doing. Yeah. Ah. But, uh, yeah. Luke doesn't watch um, Game of Thrones. So that. Are you up to date, Matt, by the way, because we're going to have that? Yeah, because yeah, it's the season six uh, premiere soon, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, good. Yes, two weeks. That sounds extra northern this week, doesn't well, it? From here. It <laughs> yeah, it just sounds extra dropping, northern. Dropping his H's from here. Yeah. Okay. There's no H's in that word. <laughs> what, apart from here, H. From here. From here. Premier. Premier. E-M-I-E-R-E. Not an H inside. Now that's a feature for the end of the show. Spelling with Matt. As I, I've been doing a bit of research on this, on your relationship. No, you have not. On your relationship, and actually, oh, the, the four, don't call it that, the, please. The, the four-year anniversary actually passed because you did your your first podcast with the debate podcast. That's right. Uh, oh yeah, but, that's true, yeah. But the was it the sixteenth of April we said was yeah. the first sort of podcast proper. Yeah. The three of you. It was the first custard TV live. Yeah. Uh, so that's your official anniversary. I was going to do a bit of a. Uh, Gary versus Luke, who can remember Ooh. most about the first 
Oh wow! Okay, Dust. I'd forgotten that the first one was a, a debate. We yeah, it were... was UK versus US, wasn't it? You did yeah, that, in... and then you did Britain's Got Talent versus The Voice as well. Yeah, we... when and I was very keen on The Voice, as I seem to remember. <laughs> when um, when we first started, Gary and I were mass debaters. I think you know we did a lot of debate. <laughs> we did a lot of debate podcast, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah, well, they... we did three. I would, I would say we were definitely mass debaters because we did three. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> also, I believe I mean... Luke, you were doing them live from your bedroom. So, I mean, <laughs> well, it was better well, than doing it on my own. Periscope, you get kicked off. Yeah. Oh, and right. before that, I did my debating on my own, so it was nice to, yeah. you know, do that <laughs> with somebody else. I'll do it at the end. We'll do. Oh, okay. I th- I can think of at least two, because I've listened to part of the podcast. But I don't know where to find them. Are they on the Spreaker uh, feed? Uh, they were on the website. Oh, I, website. I, I, never, I never go on the website. <laughs> okay. Let's start. I'm interested in this undercover to see how, because Gary's put his name down here. They, fi- they fill in the gaps of the story, how... They engineered the meeting between uh, Nick and Maya, the Adrian Lester and uh, Sophie Okonejo characters. His work as an undercover police officer in the drug squad, her work as a sort of civil rights lawyer, and how they sort of crossed paths initially before they met, if that makes sense. And also yeah. introducing a character played by Leanne Best, who's also in Line of Duty. So we've... Interesting <laughs> question from Periscope. Do you think they should have used younger actors for 1996? No, I don't think so. No, I, I, I think they did a good job. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think a, Adrian I'm, Lester has got one of those... I don't think he's aged in 20 years, though, because I remember no. seeing... It, I don't know if you've seen this film, Gary, called Primary Colours. Uh, no, sort I've of heard of it, but not seen political it. Fo- you should watch that. It might change your opinion of Adrian Lester, but that was about 20 years ago. Right, first well, of all, okay. how far did you get on this? I, wa- I watched the whole episode, and I have, well to done. Say, I have to say, this dragged it back for me. Ooh, this should have been the I first think... episode, in my opinion. It, this is what I said last week, was that there was too much unsaid and un- un- mm. unpublished in that first episode. It was new all over on, the place. Eh? This, as the first episode, for me, would have made much more sense. I understood the characters. I understood why they did what they did. I understood the motivation behind it. And, of course, you know, the fact that he was the police officer. Uh, I think they wanted that big sort of talking point with the execution and everything like that. I think that's why they had that in the first episode. I don't think you could have then had that as the second episode. I think they wanted a couple, like the big twist at the end. But obviously, as I said last week, they spoiled it then in the trailer. But I like the introduction of the female police officer who was also undercover. Although it was a little bit cliched that she got hooked on drugs. But I thought between this and and Line of Duty, which we'll talk about in a minute, I think Leanne Best certainly has got sort of a good career ahead of her. I've I've not really been aware of her before, but... There's a story in there. There's something in there. The fact that he's an undercover police officer who originally was supposed to be sort of like feeding back on what he's now wife. There's a story there that I want to see. And I, I do like, I think, the whole scene with the sort of the death in the prison cell and them sort of, you know, in bed together and female police officer look, seeing the brutality and she's obviously the witness. Mm. you know that's come forward he also told on her didn't he 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 went and told his superiors about her drug habit or allegedly you never heard him say the word he said don't let her know i was the one that told you so i i I really like this and i will be watching the next one line of duty episode four uh the asda episode as i'm redoubling (laughs) (laughs) i'm still rubbing my hands together that she's back i brilliant in this i did say to you uh, earlier on the podcast (laughs) i'd love to you try and explain this episode because it might take you the length of the podcast because there's so many twists and turns and just so many plots i did put on twitter i feel like i need to go back watch series one not let alone series two well basically craig parkinson's dodgy neil morrissey's got two phones martin compson uh, can't keep it in his pants and everyone doesn't trust him as a result Craig Parkinson, still acting dodgy, going around saying, I'll have that bit of evidence. No, I'll have that bit of evidence. Polly Walker yeah. and Adrian Dunbar getting on, even though he's loyal to his now ex-wife. Yeah. Um, the sexual abuse storyline going on with the guy from Happy Valley coming into it as a retired vice police chief. Who might have oh, thank God. That drove me mad. Thank you. <laughs> Lindsay Denton, Keely Hall's coming out of prison, wanted to start a career again, ends up working as a cleaner in Astor. <laughs> Find out that Tommy oh, Hunter... God was involved with like a sort of similar grooming of young girls or something and that's why he made it onto Danny's list. Uh, Keely Hawes re- um, says this to Martin Compton while she's cleaning the floors at Asda. 
there's also something to do with her parole officer. Is that one of the plots? Yeah, and the final one, dodgy Ted Hastings. With oh, his yeah. Masonic handshake. Yeah. Dodgy Ted Hastings. Yeah, no, I forgot. I had actually forgotten about that one, but yeah. <laughs> this episode just had so many different layers. I mean, the the, be- the, be- the beautiful line was when when and and, and the scene where they're into where Leslie, uh, sorry, Denton. where Lindsay Denton is is making them apologise is just cringely good. Uh, as a senior investigating officer, I acknowledge your feelings regarding your conviction. Wrongful conviction, and you haven't actually said sorry. You require me to sign off that I accept your apology. I won't unless it comes from the officers who wronged me. You're out. What more do you want? An apology. Jesus Christ. Well, this isn't going very well at all, is it? As senior investigating officer, I apologize for your conviction. You omitted wrongful, but thank you, that's very gracious. I can't remember now. Did they or didn't they have sex? I, actually, I don't I remember, remember either. I don't think that they never showed you that they did. did. But there's something so on that. The there is something on that phone. Well, I'm assuming we'll find it. I'm assuming also, it's got something to do with maybe uh, one of the other characters, maybe Vicky McClaw's character, something about. I her. don't know. I don't know what phone she's got, but the battery must be good because she's got all those recordings, yeah. and she recorded the. Um, prison guy in a well, hotel not, not in only a that, she's, well. she's living in a one room bed sit but she's got that thing backed up on the cloud I mean she's got some money <laughs> behind her well, the, the broadband's good there yeah. <laughs> even though them drug dealers and you know prostitutes need good broadband to, well that's right yeah they, they need they need a high, high level wifi I-Fi. it's uh, just it's just incredibly solid it just it knows exactly where it's going it's almost as if it's known since series one what the what it was going to do. I just and love you... that scene with the, where she saw you know the parole officer guy, whatever he was yeah. coming in. It just it reminded me of the way she just completely assaulted her neighbour in that one. Yeah. yeah, just out of the blue. But, but to and be fair, you're now slightly, you're now pulling for her because yeah, you, he and this was is so what we said, wasn't it? The way Dumbay, the... you wanted her to do what she did. The sympathy for her, and we said that last uh, when yeah. we started this series that. You don't know who to sympathise for in in each episode. The, uh, as you say, like Ted Hastings, who's the most sort of sympathetic character. Hang on, is is he a bit dodgy now? He was the sort of only uncorruptible one, really, wasn't he? Like in the last series, he forwent like promotion, which would get him more yeah. money, getting back in with his wife for like the truth, for thinking that Mark Bonner was guilty of, of certain things and, and basically the, 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 the classic line was when DSR not said to him my private life is, 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 is as less of interest as yours is and Hastings mm. betrays himself for a minute and you know what do you mean I'm a married oh you're a married man I, I also... just that moment was brilliant as well how dare you accuse me of something I haven't even thought that's about Jim doing McDonald. yeah that's, that's Jim McDonald. I thought it was Jerry Adams they didn't stop to refresh you on the plot he is Jed is unapologetic about moving this plot All the stuff along. About the caddy, yeah. Oh, that was the that was it. The seventh plot was, or the eighth or the tenth plot was, Craig Parkinson setting Martin Compton up. Or well, that's, oh, the, well, that's that's yeah. where we're Aired heading. Is that he's he's yeah. now decided to twist the truth into making it look as if Martin Compton, you know. But um, is Martin Compton meant to be a Lunder in this? Because he always sounds well, he a bit Scottish. He did originally <laughs> come from London in, in the first series. Yeah. He was but he's, a, he's Scottish, isn't he, Martin Compton? His voice doesn't know he's from London. No, 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 that's it. That's Because yeah. they're setting him up for him to sound... To, I, I, that's again, the thing, isn't it, that Craig Parkinson's yeah. northern, but he's putting on a Cockney accent, so he's again, setting it up for someone was, who's that a That was a classic scene where... You know, Dot, Dot is standing there telling everybody about the characteristics of the caddy himself in front of a room of people and making it seem as if he knows everything about the caddy because he is the caddy. The caddy is male. Given his lifelong links to organised crime, the caddy is almost certainly from a working class background and grew up in an urban environment. Given the history of his activities, starting from sometime between 2005 to 2010, according to the video statement by Tommy Hunter, the caddy is probably under 35. 
given his access to confidential information regarding ongoing operations, the caddy is almost certainly a detective. His ability to manage communications without ever betraying his own identity implies a highly trained, highly sophisticated approach to covert operations that is associated with counter-terrorism. And lastly, Baines describes the caddy's voice as having a London or southeast accent. As your bullet points. That's, Gene, that's brilliant writing. Will Neil Morrissey be his downfall, though? That's the thing. Well, he's got he's kept, evidence He's not on got it. two phones. Basically, he was relying on the fact that um, he wouldn't listen to, you know, he wouldn't bother listening to the, the thing and he'd immediately destroy the, 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 the chip. And he's got the original. Mm. He's kept his insurance policy. And we did see him going there with a gun. So he knew that there wasn't a lot of trust there. I just, I just think it's, it's just one of the best BBC dramas I've ever seen. I think it's so deep and dense with plot yeah. and twists and turns. And you it, can't and it, take is your it eyes Lindsay Denston? No, sorry, go. No. I'm gonna leave that in just to embarrass <laughs> you. It, it now makes me really want to know what on earth, how on earth are you gonna top this? How are you gonna get? Yeah, how is series four gonna? And I'm just, I just want to know. What's he going to do? Are we going to get the reveal of the caddy in this series or not? I'm just absolutely still rubbing my hands together that Keely Hawes is in this because I just think... It just it's... took everything up when we saw her and her performance in this episode was amazing. But this might be I... her redemption. Maybe she do... Maybe it's her who finds out first that it is I... Craig Parkinson's the caddy and he... Well, I, I... And then he kills her. Mm. Oh, see, there I've oh. just... I've if just... you've oh. spoiled it, I will kill you both. <laughs> but you've just spoiled that. Oh, no. uh, that could be the fourth, the fifth series of Line of Duty. Someone on um, on Periscope just asked, maybe I should go to the gym. Well, not right now. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> who what, who uh, said that, Gary? I don't know. You can't really see the names of who it is. Uh, cowards. I'll do the people next door because they didn't actually finish it. I found it very, very uncomfortable. I watched it at about nine o'clock and I didn't like it. I liked the program, but I didn't like the theme. I didn't like the... Oh, gosh. So it had the right effects on you in a way. That's fascinating. Because I didn't really want to know where it was going. I I kind of felt like I knew where it was going and I didn't want it to go there and and stuff. How far did you get? I got up to the bit where she planted the nanny cam and I think the guy guy found the nanny cam. So it's about, what, 40 minutes in? What, of a 55-minute programme? You've done yourself a massive disservice. No, I know. (laughs) I've deleted it from the hard drive as well. (gasps) I know. I don't want to know the ending of that show. I, I, it affected me that much. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get it out of my mind. <laughs> I really can't explain it. Oh my god! I'm amazed. Whether I'm that's absolutely like a self-preservation stunned. thing, but I didn't want to know the ending. Oh my god! And it's not even an ending we can spoil because it's it's so more. It's, it's so ambiguous. better done than any I mean, than I mean, anything we. Still, so I mean, if I feel if you're happy yeah, but you won't you won't then... feel. People, won't on, feel the yeah, need people to are saying that the ending. Apparently, I need to learn perseverance. I can't even spell it, let alone learn it. <laughs> that was one of the most yeah, it was great. okay, pleasant but unpleasant television experiences of the year. And I'm ama- if you got forty, if you think I know genuinely, you got not, forty minutes and you had fifteen minutes. Honest, I'm not telling you I saw it, didn't see it, and then you go, you know, in a reverse of undercover. The second episode of Marcello was not as good. But I still think I'm going to keep going. There's still a good story. Basically, um, they introduced Jamie Bamber. Uh, he's now the lead investigator for the missing woman. Who... Oh, I find him really annoying. I know. Wasn't, it, so... wasn't he in Law and Order UK? He was, but don't count. Well, I'm thinking oh. of Jamie also... Foreman. He was, also in, he was also in Battlestar Galactica, so don't hold that against him. Anna Friel's character allegedly goes mad and attacks What's Anna Friel's character called? Marcella. Oh, well I know. I genuinely <laughs> didn't know. I I'm genuinely not, didn't know I'm then, and I was thinking. I am because I was yeah. going. Oh, well, I wonder if he's going to know this, yeah. and I couldn't <laughs> think of it. I was just thinking, <laughs> could someone on Periscope call me Hagrid? 
So I think you should come off Periscope. They're being mean. <coughs> I can handle a bit of mean. Come on. If like. I thought I was talking to Robbie Coltrane, I'd be a lot nicer to you. There will not be another series of Cracker. In a very strange scene, she kind of followed her instincts and found the body of this woman that she allegedly attacked, and it was wrapped up in a plastic bag, similar to the way in which the killer of the investigation that they're investigating does things. So there's now this idea of, did she do it? Did the killer do it? So it's kind of gone in that direction. But I still think it's quite good. I still think Anna Freely's doing a good job. I still think the writing is there. I just think it's missing a little bit of finesse. The writing's there. I, I watched, yeah, the writing's there. They're not just making it up as they go along. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, no, I, no I mean, it's like it's, it's there, but they're not quite... I don't know. I there. watched it. I watched it again. Well, not all the way, but I watched the majority of it again that after one. listening to yeah, after listening to Gary's theories, and I was like, well, let's just let's just see. And what really spoiled it for me, and I didn't talk about this at the time. Everybody's just so horrible. Mm. Like the, everybody uh, the is so horrible. Oh, there's no good. I mean, Roger you've, got, you've got people being murdered, the... people stealing from each other. No, I don't mean that. I mean that everybody is an ass. Like the like the police. The, you know, the police investigators. Yeah, Joe, did you not expect to work today when she says, yeah. oh, do you want me to go? They're all and very then hostile. hostile, hostile yeah, everybody's really over, paranoid and hostile and annoying. As Sinead Cusack, as Matt says, is, ruins that whole side of the story for me because mm. she's so terrible as that. And, and she, know, gets, she gets even worse in the second episode. Oh, she basically God. tells Jamie oh, Bamber, don't you know who I am? Sinead Cusack, if well, he's meant yet. to call it. <laughs> but she, does that whole, she does that whole, you know, <laughs> he says, oh, we'll be investigating this as, as quickly as we can. She's like, well, what are you doing about it? I want to see your boss right now. She basically pulls the trump card, you know, kind of thing. Wow. Um, <laughs> that uh, sounds painful. Uh, sounds painful. Yeah. Someone on Periscope is saying they're glad I'm sticking up for Marcella, and I will keep watching it. And I do think there is a decent story in this to be told, so I will keep watching. Mine and Luke's pick of the week for last week, which was uh, Scott and Bailey, and we uh, tried uh, to get Gary to watch this. This was the fifth series of Scott and Bailey, and he's not... Have you ever watched an episode, Gary? No, I I I don't recollect watching any of it. This is the first one where they've sort of done it a bit differently. Instead of doing like a six or eight parter, they've... They've condensed it down to a three-parter, all focusing on the same story, which is to do with this sort of... Is it online? Um, the dark net. The dark it, net, uh, where they uh, sort of put a list of people up and and some of them could be, like, victims and things like that. And It, um, it seems to be like a like a map of, of somebody telling a killer to go and kill certain people. Yeah, and there's no reason or motive for some of these. They're just... Like but random appears to be, yeah, appears to be no motive. Rachel Bailey, that's Saran Jones's character, comes back from her uh, vice secondment and is sort of implanted as the um, the head of um, what's it? What are they called? Um, what are Syndicate they called? Nine. Let's just Syndicate. Yeah, nine. Syndicate, Syndicate Nine. That's it. Syndicate. Hang on, look at him. He hasn't seen a single one. Oh, no, He's like, yeah, Syndicate I Nine. It that's this it. Evening, uh, so, yeah, I I, I, I watched this about three weeks ago, so my memory is yeah. hazy at best. And me about uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> You want, uh, do you want me to do the 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 the, the no because because no, you'll go so and so and thinking me Bob yeah, and thinging me Jake and her with the hair she, but she um <laughs> comes back sort of takes over from uh, Amelia Billmore's Jill who sadly isn't in this series she's the only sort of key missing part for me Janet's sort of got a new partner young younger girl uh, who we later find out is a lesbian uh, yeah. little fat for you there um, fat fans uh, fat fans. <laughs> 
and Janet's basically in this. It's a sort of uh, new sort of balance of power where Rachel's the boss and Janet's sort of almost like a subordinate, and their relationship starts and, and, a bit yeah, uneasy. And they then, come. They, they don't come together immediately as no, we like no. them. They're distant from one another. And then aren't there's, they? Al- there's also another storyline involving uh, Janet's uh, daughter Taisy. She has got mm-hmm. another daughter, but they seem to forget about her in this series. She's she got, um, what's it Chris Brody. That's what I was going to say, Chris Brody, yeah. <laughs> That's the sort of watermark of uh, the forgotten <laughs> ch- child is Chris Brody from Homeland. Taisy oh, yeah. sort of got involved with this um, this young lad and, and there's a drugs uh, charge against her, but then it turns out that there's inappropriate pictures she's taken and because she's 16 and he's 15... Uh, she could get charged with um, distributing explicit images. Indecent images of Taisy's boyfriend. Sam. Have been found on a phone, and a few of them have made their way into social media. What sort of images? Explicit pictures of him naked and of his genitals. Of him aroused. Stop. That's awful. They're only photos. They're going out together. This is what kids do, don't they? He's only 15. She's only 16. They're in the same year at school. Because Taser is 16, the police have to be seen to be complying to government guidelines. So the case has been forwarded to safeguarding, and once they've taken a look at it, it could... It won't, but it could be sent to the Serious Sexual Offences Unit. This is mad. For possession and distribution of indecent images of a child under 18. Common sense is going to kick in. Safeguarding is going to take one look at this case and throw it out. I really liked it. I don't know whether that's to do with the plot or to do with the characters. I, I've not quite made my mind up. I think I need to watch another one. There, there was very much... Now, I don't remember the name of the series, but I remember the name of the character, Jane Tennyson. Prime Suspect. Thank you. It felt a little prime suspect. Because you had the main character, Saran Jones... Uh, is she Bailey or Scott? Bailey. Bailey. Rachel Bailey. Bailey. Because in the way in which she'd been promoted as the, the lead woman of a team... I know, obviously, she'd got history with that team, unlike Jane Tennyson, but they felt like that was that kind of biting, that kind of up bad reaction, or the un- sniping, I suppose, is what I'd call it. Did you appreciate the humour in there as well? Because that's something that Matt yeah, and I, I think, always gravitate to. I, I missed out on, obviously, some of the backstory, but it, it didn't really need to be told out. You know, no. very early on, realised that she'd come back from a secondment in London. She'd had yep. a good time. Uh, which they did in a nice little flashback of her drinking Sambuca and, and yeah. having an affair, having sexual relations in a hotel room. Who's the person living in her house with a son? Her sister. That's her sister, oh, Sally. Fine, okay. fine, I assumed it was a family who, member, but who, I had fat, no real way of fans. knowing it. Back fans, uh, she came up with the concept for the series with Saran Jones, Sally Lindsay did. That's right. I did like the way in which they got those little side plots, you know, the guy who lost his um, workbook, which they we think he yeah, day book. Yeah. Generally, the sort of supporting police officers, the fact that they're not, they don't feel like actors, and I've said this before, they feel just like normal blokes, and I think yeah. I like the way that they sort of cast them. They feel like, like police mid- officers, I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. but it, often in police dramas, you don't get people who feel like police, you, you know, no. the, that's all oh, that actor from that thing, whereas these blokes are just just seem like normal police officers, and I think that adds to the realism. It also moved at such a a good pace. Mm, There was so much going on, and it was funny, and it was exciting, and it was intriguing, and it was dark, and it was light, and it moved at such a speed that I don't think you couldn't not get into it, really. Because there was no downtime in it, was there? No, there certainly, it it, it moved along at a fast pace, and I think that Saran Jones's character was this kind of like, right, we need to get everything done, we need it all now, and every moment we're not doing this, we're letting the families down. I think more people are now going to gravitate towards this because of Saran Jones, because of Dr. Foster. And but isn't because... she also, like, heavily pregnant? I understand. Yeah. So, I mean, well, like, no. it's going to be her, her filming schedule that's going to sort of, you know... Yeah. There was also a great line about her um, Janet's boy, Janet's daughter's boyfriend having the sexual threat of a castrated mole. I'm not worried. She was in a car with some boys and they had some class Bs. She was with Sam, her boyfriend. Oh, I'm so my mouth up every time I say that word. It's fine. She's growing up. He's five foot squeak with the sexual threat of a castrated mole. <laughs> Taisy said that she didn't know the other lads. They were the ones with drugs. I know what I was up to when I was 16. 
But she still sleeps with her Furby, so unless she's been using that as a drugs mule, yeah, I am. My favourite thing about Scott and Bailey outside of the crime drama element is just the banter between yeah. the two of them. They the just seem, and in the, they seem so the comfortable with one another that it's I've, I've not I've not seen so many scenes in the toilet since mm. um since that criminal law drama where the dancing baby dances. Or or uh, George Michael. Ali McBeal, yeah. yeah. Um, do you <laughs> see Gary, Do you see Gary? Why Matt and I would gravitate? I mean, there's always I, I think a I can, to the rule. The why I, we would gravitate towards this rather than Marcella. I think example. I can, uh, knowing how you two. You know, it's it's got that that light and shade balance. It's got that northern charm, you know which I go for. Mm, yeah. yeah, the first four series will now go on the um, the uh, famed list. Wow. So okay. I will well, go oh, back. Series four is very strong, though. Yeah. Series four is very strong. But I just really, really enjoyed it, and I was worried because obviously Jill had such an impact on the show, and I was thinking I really liked. And Amelia had done really well with the writing, taking over from Sally. But it, but it, it just kept the momentum of the, the, the first few series. And I really enjoyed it. I what? mean, I'm sad it's only three. Mm. I'm also glad that they're covering one story and avoiding some crime cliches so far that we've become well and truly aware of. Is the Darknet a real thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, Di- we answered Di- that Di- way too quickly. There, there are Skynet. certainly uh, hidden parts of the internet where it's alleged that this sort of stuff goes on. I mean, um, yeah, password-protected websites, which... And also... Because the, the... it's a snuff movie, basically, isn't it? It's showing someone getting killed. Janet's daughter stuff was something I've not seen no. before, it's and really I can imagine that. that she's like you know sixteen and. The I, I felt it was an awful lot to arrest her. Wouldn't they have mm. questioned her first? But they wanted to but... make an example of her. Didn't yeah, they, they well because yeah, her mum's a policeman. Well, that's right. Well. Yeah, I love Leslie Scott police... just generally. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, well, I, I believed she's... her. I'd happily yeah. watch her, in any, but it's like she's one of those actresses where why isn't she on? She was in Capital last year, but she didn't have that big of a no. role really and it's just... I first saw her in um, Clocking Off when she was Philip Glenister's secretary in the factory and I remember thinking how brilliant I mean, she, she was, was really good Gary will remember her from that episode of Doctor Who she was in on the plane yes that was yeah. probably one of my favourites of that year and you know one of one of her roles we never discussed but it's something we all enjoyed years ago was um, she was very good in the shadow line oh well. yeah she was wasn't she yeah that's Christopher Eccleston's wife oh she that's a long time ago. That is a long time ago in the uh, TV world. There's another yes, I'd love to watch again. Just do a pitch, Gary. So somebody's, yeah. somebody's <clears throat> never seen this like you. They've got a week now to catch up on the next lot. Okay. Tell them why they should, as somebody who's just seen it for the first time. If you're a fan of good police procedural work, and you have a tendency to like those cases that are a little bit abnormal, that require, that aren't just solved in week one, this clearly is a good, depthy story, and hopefully with a good finish. You They're going to go in depth. Well, it's good, yeah, in the sense that you know, it's just not going to be. Oh, we said it was Phil, and it yeah. was Phil all along. You know, it's there is there's lots of different people involved in this, and it's going to take three episodes to pull all that apart. One question I have got is, as this is sort of a continuous story, do you think it would have worked better on sort of consecutive nights? Or something? I would have liked it over consecutive nights, but. Well, there's a, a couple, fan. there's a couple of bank holidays coming up. You know, we we all remember Messiah, and it's you know three episodes over the I one bank holiday. Yeah. So because I watched it all in one, almost all in one bang, certainly two and three together, and I think it works better like that, but better a sort of. I think how right you sort not forget about what happens, but because it's one of those, it, it it just fits together better if you haven't got like a week between each episode. I know that something earth shattering in the well, show. Yeah. Happens Se- in the second, second episode. Second episode, something major happened. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There is a major incident in episode two. That is all I, that I almost want to watch it now because every time you I say think, that, I, I, I think go. I've maybe heightened Overblown it. it. Mm-hmm. I could still, certainly watch the next one. For, for fans of Scott and Bailey like me and you, it still will come as a bit of a shock. 
Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV podcast. Good to the last drop. From thecustardtv.com. Britain's got talent then, I suppose. Um, I I have to confess I only watched ten minutes. Did you just find it too disturbing? No, I just didn't. I just thought... Which which act did you get up to, Gary? Grief. Um, The Queen dancing. I think it was. You know, that's like the first thing. You no, didn't no, even no. Get... The first thing was the accordion player who doesn't. Speak. Oh, okay. And then the orchestra enough. that appeared from nowhere. Yeah, and then and then the Queen, and I just thought, do you know what? I've got better things to do in my life. I kind quite, of just I more. Quite I quite quite enjoyed it, but it's kind of more of the same, isn't it? Really, I mean, they don't they don't go out of the their way to deserve not the band, the editors, the ed- the people who <laughs> <laughs> the the Munich. <laughs> the people who edit the show uh, deserve some praise for. Putting together, you know, making um, chicken salad out of <clears throat> sometimes. Uh, yeah. But I, I, what I do like is the fact that now these acts are coming on and saying, "Yes, I've appeared on this talent show already. I've been here before." Blah, Except blah, blah. for one who's getting a lot of stick. Who the girl this week in the press? Bo, who sung a song from I the have musical to say Wicked. That, even though I knew all that was going to happen, it still got quite got me emotionally, and I think you have to have sort of a bit of a heart of stone yeah. not to. I disagree with the Mister. papers going. You know, oh, she's done this before. No, but she what? hasn't done ta- what they're yeah. saying is she's had singing lessons. No, she's been on talent shows oh, before, right, okay. sung that song and won them. What the papers are picking up on is that, you know, she was very nervous. She said it would be her dream to sing in this song and da da da. And then actually she's Which done this on talent shows. I don't know, if you do the mirror or something online you can find it. But um it's not really the it's not really the girls' fault or no. the girls' parents' fault. It's the fact that the producers yeah. obviously say, Well let's bring her out as because our own act. The sword swallower man says, yeah. you know, I've won Russia's got talent. I saw him on uh, America's Got Talent, I believe, so I knew that. And the you're act. not you're not telling me that Simon Cowell hasn't seen his act before. Yeah. Either when he won Russia or when he was on America's yeah. Got Talent. I appreciate Simon's not on <laughs> the judging panel of either show, but you'd still this, see this it. This is the problem with the, the whole idea of Britain's Got Talent now for the last few years. I mean, ever since the, 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 the people from um, Europe won it with the shadow puppeting thing, is it, it's now <laughs> Amazing. almost Europe's Got Talent. Oh, and Europe are a bit more talented than us, and Brits are a bit weird and wacky. I still like the fact that Mel C judges Asia's Got Talent. I don't. Know I didn't know that, but I know now. Watch that. It was on. I'm that, wondering what point Mel B's got talent. That that Planet's Got Talent thing that oh. Warren Davis does, and they show all the different Got Talents. So you've got you know basically all the Spice Girls are on. You know Mel B's in America, Mel C's in Asia, Jerry's in Australia. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it for what it is. You know, it's and, kind of just. It's kind of just pleasant. It's mm. just more of the you, same. You know, sort of where you are in the year. You know, it's going to lead up to the second I've Maybank holiday. Sorry, mm. got a calendar for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there is the problem with the uh, lack of acts. You know, just in terms of this. One thing I would say, uh, this is my pedantic side coming out now. Is it? it oh, is here not we the, go. It is not the tenth anniversary. It's the tenth no, series. No, thank you, thank you. <laughs> your wedding is not the anniversary yeah, of your yeah, wedding. Yeah, exactly. But hold it's, on. Your tenth birthday is the tenth anniversary of no, your birthday. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's your tenth year. Your eleventh birthday is the tenth anniversary of you being a year old. I'm confused. So when when your parents were married, that was also not their first wedding anniversary. No, I know that. That's, that's but what they were saying on Britain's Got Talent is, welcome to the, the ten, ten year anniversary, when at the very beginning, because the editors aren't as clever as Matt says, Anton oh, yeah, used a time machine to go back to 2007. So we know right then and there, and, not, and if you're a TV nerd that I knew anyway that it started in 2007, most people wouldn't care. But... It's not the tenth anniversary. It's the tenth series. I think they did this with X Factor as well. They got. I know, and it drove me mad then. Series. They did it two yeah. years in a row. Drives me mad. So yeah, next year I, I, I should it come back? A ten year anniversary, two years in a row. It's stupid. And that's my point. I suppose they just okay. want to make it feel sort of special-ish. Uh, so yeah, Britain's um, Got Talent. The, Jordan Gallagher's telling you, Luke, who cares? So at this point, pick of the week. Pick of the week. Can I go first? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's only one thing on next week that I'm even going to be in slightly way watching, and it's 24 hours in police custody. I thought you said weight watching. No. Yeah. No, no, no. 
The only one I'm going to be watching. That's another thing I need to do. 24 Hours in Police Custody on Channel 4 on Wednesdays at 9 o'clock. I really love this series. Um, it's uh, excellently made and a brilliant idea. Uh, and to me, it's the only good thing on next week apart from existing series. Only new thing on next week. And, right? and you're obviously going to catch up on Scott and Bailey, aren't you? Of course, yes. I will Tonight, watch Scott and Bailey. So. Um, for me, it's something... I haven't even looked at Luke's TV week, but I don't Thank think... Thank you. I don't think he'll have made it on there. Um, it's just something I, I want to promote. I have seen it. It's it's something that does show promise, and it's on BBC Three. It's called Witless. It's a new sitcom. Uh, oh, I no, didn't like this. I didn't no. like this. Stars Carrie Howard no. and I can't remember the Zoe Boyle. As no, I um, sort of, I I initially wound me up, but I I, I as it went on, I I sort of got where they were going with it, and I think it'll improve as it goes on. Uh, star is sort of mismatched flatmates who witness a crime and have to go on the run in witness protection uh, to a little dingy flat in Swindon. My favourite bit of these this first episode was the uh, John Inverdale how to be a, on witness protection videos. I thought they were the the best thing but about it. If you hadn't mentioned that, I had no idea that that was this week because BBC Three still, for me at least, doing a bad job of yeah, telling no, us agree. when things are. I would agree. And Luke. Uh, I'm going to stick with Scott and Bailey. Wednesday at 9 is really, really good and you need to watch it. Can I just draw your attention as well to ITV, who will not take ratings into consideration sometimes. Well, there is a second series of Play to the Whistle starting yeah. at 20 past 9. Quite why, I don't know. And I've also previewed Monday night's I Want My Wife Back, which is Ben Miller's sitcom, which is, mm. I, in my oh, opinion, horrible. awful. Yeah. Awful. I don't know why... I don't know whether you feel the same, Matt, but I just don't like him. I, I like him as a person. In, I liked him in Death in Paradise because I thought he was right for that character, that sort of brittle, unlikable... <sighs> but this is very know. worst week of my life, Yeah, this. yeah, I yeah, want yeah, my I, wife I, back. But, you know, he. I think he'd be good, obviously, Martin, he'd be good in sort of like a Doc Martin-esque role. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. But, but something like this where you have to sympathise with him to an extent, you have to want to follow him. And, and we, I just I didn't know where the laughs were. No. I thought it was a mess. But no. we'll talk about it next and week. And as we're recording early, I will be watching The Five, which is on Sky One on Friday this week. Do so you, you want, can follow do you us. Want, uh, Gary oh, the quiz, Luke. Yes. Right. Go on, yeah, let's do it. These are off the top of my head after listening to the podcast, so you might have to. But what you're going to need to do. Should we do now? fingers on buzzers or? No, what, what you're going to need to do now for next week is listen to the second one. And get questions prepared. Oh, I, he's going to hate himself for even thinking of this because they get worse <laughs> as we went on. Do you want to do just fastest, you know, just shout out or do just shout out? Yeah, 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 yeah. In the first episode, Gary, you did a uh, impression of a famous <laughs> singer and talent show judge. Top judge. Was... Wow, well done. I found out at the weekend whilst watching which we'll come into in a moment that I can actually do a very good Tom Jones impression I made, oh. made my family lo- roll around uh, in the front room uh, uh, based on that very very witty so <laughs> whatever you do with your podcast, weekends <laughs> but later on in this podcast I'll be doing my world famous Tom Jones impression I hope you so stay it. here ladies and gentlemen for Thanks. Gary Does Sir Tom in the first episode the first programme that you ever talked about was a Louis Theroux documentary. Which Louis yeah. Theroux documentary was um, <laughs> But I'm going to say, ironically, I'm going to say di- dementia. Autism. Um, autism. Well done, Gary. Yeah. Oh, well done. <laughs> it's a very human style, though, really. It's, it's taking... It's being as out of the picture mm. as a presenter as you can be without being completely absent and just a voiceover. It's, it's, it's teasing out those details that other presenters who are perhaps more egotistical wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. I think that's his real, the, the real benefit to I... Louis Theresa over someone else. And finally, Luke previewed the BAFTAs on this first episode. <laughs> uh, for, for, be- for Best Comedy, the nominees included Fresh Meat... Mrs. Brown's Boys and Friday Night Dinner, but what was your pick to win, Luke? <laughs> Out of those three? Yeah. 
What out of those three? Yeah, Fresh was... meat, surely. No, Friday night dinner, I think he picked. Well done, Gary. Hey! Did I? Yeah. I was an idiot four years ago, wasn't I? <laughs> I like this quiz. I hate the I hate the knee of four years ago. One so nil. Gary Gary one nil. I'll have to, to be listen. fair, to be fair to me and my my thoughts at that time, I don't think the first series of Fresh Meat was quite as didn't it didn't show as much promise as the series but it you became. Did, you and did I pick Scott and Bailey to win uh, best drama, so well done. Thank you. Also, speaking of Scott and Bailey, uh, by the time you've heard this podcast, you'll also be able to listen to my special. A podcast with writer Lee Warburton who's written the entire three-parter he talks about taking Sally Wainwright's characters and making them his but also his apprenticeships with none other than Russell T Davis and Paul Abbott wow. it is an incredible piece of podcast-ness and you need to listen to does it does he talk about playing Denise TV Welsh's show. son on Coronation Street he doesn't and that's my fault for not knowing that at the time <laughs> so if you want to uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter trust me if you want to follow Gary it's mainly prizes not yeah. just his face all the time I do uh, remember you? pets win prizes that's basically <laughs> like that <laughs> no pets I'm allergic things that I know he doesn't even want at the Gary <laughs> at the Gary show for Gary Matt is at Matt's TV Bites and I am at Luke Custer TV as I said uh, that podcast with Scott and Bailey writer Lee Warburton is a must listen for any TV drama fan not, not least Scott and Bailey fans mm, you'll be interested least. in it um, and uh, you can catch us most weeks on Facebook. the Custer TV podcast. Facebook.com. <laughs> I'm always going to get there. I'm not going to forget it. <laughs> Facebook.com. <laughs> well, you were wrapping up. Because. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash the Custer TV. Like us on there, and Matt will give you a mention on the, uh, I'll give you on a the shout podcast. Out. Okay, take care. We will be back, same time, except not, uh, next week. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.